everybody, and welcome to the FilmReview.com podcast. I am your host, FilmReview.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. Who's taking pictures of us. Yeah, I'm doing something new. Uh, yeah, uh, which actually, that's kind of funny. That uh, leads me directly in. People, the... people have been uh, actually talking every once in a while about Periscope. It's just a big tease. I remember it, you did it, this. It might, you do it this. Might You're be. famous for doing the big teases with the I show. Am. Like, the website's going to get redone, and then it took forever. And right. then you're like, okay, you know, if you haven't noticed, it's done. And then Periscope yeah. tease, and you know. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, but actually, uh, some people have mentioned it to to us. They want to see. They want to see the studio. They want to see what we do. They want to see <sighs> how we podcast while beating animals. They want to. They, they want to see know us. All. Yeah. Uh, what but, are they saying? But actually, just are you going to do it? Or pretty, <laughs> pretty much? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's okay. um, yeah. So <laughs> what what we're doing is actually this is going to be a big break after this week. So uh, the next time we have a show after today, it's going to be I'm pretty sure it's February 21st so. is Sunday. So that's a huge break. Um, I'll be yep. out of the country. So right. When we come back, though, I am hoping that we are going to have Periscope. I can Periscope test it right now. Well, it's actually kind of humorous. You could, but but nobody knows who I am on Periscope. Right, but 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, get that all set up. But then (laughs) I have to have, I have to have like a a legitimate way to have it working too. I don't, I don't want to just go, hey man, I turned on my phone. Here we are. So I want to get some so that it at least looks, you know, halfway decent and. We can talk about it after. I was just going to say, can we run it from the control booth here while we're doing the actual podcasting? I, d- I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. We'll try. Anyway, we'll um, that's cool. yeah, so that, but when we do come back, it's going to be uh, lists. So um, oh, yeah. when we right. come back on the 21st, it's going to be, we're going to have some uh, really good movies that we're going to miss and are going to be a little late on, like Deadpool. Yeah. And, uh, but it's going to be, our best of the year, the next week will be our worst of the year, and the week after that will be our awards. And yeah. each week, there will be at least one movie. There may be two, because right, we'll, we'll we'll be playing catch-up a little bit right. yet again, okay. Yeah, as if we don't have enough I love uh, that. This week, uh, we're going to be uh, finally hitting the fifth wave. Last week, we right. kind of ran into some technical difficulties, and we're not here to cover the fifth wave, so we're really not instant reaction right right (laughs) which i find actually to be a pretty good thing oddly enough for this movie i kind of like the fact that i i got to think about it a little bit um and then we're also going to go over the critics choice awards which also was uh two weeks ago we missed covering that sort of so it's old news i mean but i'll tell you the critics choice awards i was a little bit surprised at some of the winners but and not only that, but it was, you know, the TV put together uh, again. Right. But this is the first year that, uh, I, like, I've only got one thing, and I can kind of write it off because, <laughs> because, as I said, you know, Stallone won Best Supporting Actor, right. which uh, I am just still going to go on record as saying uh-huh. that's stupid. You know, that was the that was the sympathy vote. It it was the something vote. I don't know what it was. It was everyone having a big moment of nostalgia vote or whatever you want to call it. Right. And, you know, not that he's bad. No. Because he's actually surprisingly not bad. 
Yeah, I it's think surprising. Actually, I think it's really surprising good. to me. Yeah. Anyway, because right. in uh, not that he was never ever good, right? Because right. in the original Rocky, he was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. But in like the last twenty years, I have not seen him do much of anything that was good. The only thing I've seen him do good, other than Rocky, really was that Oscar movie, which was a kind of a Oscar goofy comedy kind of like a the deal. One was named Oscar, right? Yeah, okay. I right. thought you meant like that Oscar felt like. No, 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 no. Uh, he's good in Copland. He's actually really good in Copland. I would say he's great in Copland. You just he okay. doesn't have to. All right. <laughs> you, All can, right. you can say anything you want. I, I just. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it, in this movie, I he. You don't like I, I was surprised that he was uh, not bad in this because he could have easily just done what he does in a lot of movies, right? In a lot of action movies in the last, especially like 10 years, uh, whenever he shows up in an action movie, he's just kind of going, I'm Sylvester Stallone at the camera. And he could have easily gone wrong, but he, he wasn't bad. But especially compared to the other things that were your choices to vote for, I don't think there's any way he legitimately wins. So who, in your in your book, who won that? Paul da- Paul Dano. Paul Daly. Yeah. Paul Dano uh, was. Uh, Paul uh, Dano, excuse me. I'm not going to argue with that. He was uh, really good. He's great anyway. He but uh, there, you know, there were a couple of the other nominees that were at least better than Sylvester Stallone. And I, I just think it's, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think it's weird. But anyway, that was the only one. There are usually four or five things uh, that I go, what? Yeah. And this was really the first year that, that I have to like kind of write that one off because that's just a weird fluke of nature and timing that he won that. And, yeah. and you just have to roll your eyes and go, whatever. Right. But everything else, even if the thing that I didn't vote for, uh, it, even if something I didn't vote for won, it was at least something that I could go, all right, fine. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm okay with that. It it wasn't, it wasn't the one where I went, what? Yeah. Right. And there were some nominees that I was, you know, if that wins, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Just like, just like Sylvester Stallone, I guess. But, uh, but the other things I was like, ah, fine. And you know, the one obviously that is going to, you know, be a bird under my saddle is Leo won best right, actor I know. because, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, you know, I feel, I still feel like that role won more than he did. And again, not that he was bad cause he was pretty good. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's, it's that role and it's almost like whoever was in that role had a pretty good shot of winning. If they, if they did any kind of it decent been, job with it, it at all. It would have been awesome if Stallone had done that. That's right. Now, see, if Stallone would have been there. You know. uh, well, if, I mean, if he would have done something legitimate yeah. with that role, I'd have voted for him. Because if he <laughs> yeah. could really get into right. that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we, we do have the fifth wave to cover. Uh, oh, my and, God. Look at that list. And hopefully we will get to a couple of other movies that we still haven't got to. Yeah, this uh, like Carol, The Big Short, and maybe even others but we probably won't because that's the way we are well it's really funny i'm trying to remember all the films that we've seen now that no there's too many in a blitz i mean there are tons of them you know there's way too many but the other interesting thing about uh the critics choice awards obviously is uh going into the oscars now right because usually uh the critics choice awards really strong predictor of the oscars uh yeah better than anything else and uh, it, historically, so it, far it has almost been. always, yeah. And the Golden Globes have a lot of different things going on this yeah. year than what one 
things. Right. I mean, except for Sylvester Stallone, we may be stuck with that at the Oscars too, but <laughs> because the Golden Globes. I'll be calling and, I'll be calling and texting both. you if that happens. I bet you will. But will. Uh, here's what's really awesome um, about the Critics' Choice Awards, I thought, is that uh, everyone loved Mad Max in a way that is hard to understand, even if you love it. Right. And totally unprecedented. Right. So now it didn't win Best Picture because apparently that's too far. <laughs> Nobody wanted to go all the way to that step, bunch right? Of but it won like everything else. Everything, everything it could <laughs> it get, won, it like, much grabbed. It won so much stuff, it's freaky. But anyway, uh, running through them real quick, uh, all the awards, right? Uh, score was uh, Ennio Morricone. And now I don't know that that's how you pronounce his name, but uh, I heard Quentin Tarantino say his name, and that's how he said it. So, gotta, that, gotta so that's believe, how I'm going to say he's it. He's had conversations with him. Got to believe him. Uh, for the Hateful Eight, he got the score, yep. which um, I'll give the movie that. I I didn't end up loving the movie, yeah. but it was, it was a pretty cool score. Yeah. I mean, as far as uh, the other nominees, you, you know, not a lot of people pay attention to it, but we always do. I mean, right. we seem to actually mention that once in a while we when, do. It's, when it's noteworthy. Yeah. So, I, I can't uh, help it, it was a very cool score. And uh, I'm kind of proud of the fact that we at least gave song to the <laughs> Furious 7 song, right. uh, See You Again. I, yep. uh, it's still not the best song, right? <laughs> I don't think. But at least we didn't give it to that freaking Spectre song man, that, that we both damn, hated yeah. so bad. Oh, man, that thing is horrible. I was, I was, I was actually oh, very man. happy to see that like pop up. Uh, I but, saw, and, I, just as a side note, I saw someone on a list uh, naming that the best song of the year, and I just I stopped reading the list because <laughs> I was like, you are either dumb, you are no offense to the insane. deaf community, but you're deaf, and I, or you're and I, I have and to I, tell I you too, the uh, that was horrible. In a in a strange way, if you really think about awards, which people have you know written in and mentioned to me and stuff like that. The fact that we even vote on score and song is maybe somewhat questionable because we are not music critics, right? We are, we're yeah. movie critics, right? And score, I feel, is still pretty legitimate because you can get how that does something I, I, to yeah. the movie experience, right? Right. But the song, I kind of have to go with people on that and say, eh, I don't know. I might be on the other people's I've side. Been, because... I've been listening to music for decades and I can right. tell you good from bad. I mean, it's right. all subjective stuff, but you know, that's like arguing that you can't, you can't determine what, uh, you know, the best cinematography is because you're not a photographer and you don't really understand light and shit. No, right. No. If your movie's too dark, you failed. You right. don't know Oscar for you. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Anyway, so, I'd love but, that. But, uh, uh, so most of the time I, I kind of don't care. Right. right. And the only thing, Ultimately, the only thing yeah. that I really care about, I mean, I have my pick for best song and I think it's way the best song. Yeah. <laughs> but, but really, <laughs> 14 for just one second. But really this year, I just wanted that to lose. And right. as long as that lost, I was okay. Cause mm -hmm. it was, I was really surprised it even got nominated. What's your it's, pick for best song? The uh, song from youth. It's, oh, okay. it's called like simple song number three. Yeah. Uh, it's a very cool song actually, but anyway, from a great movie. Okay, uh, documentary Amy. That was a little bit of a surprise to me mm -hmm. because uh, there were a lot of other uh, things that were getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Uh, and Amy was, you know, it's that whole award season thing. Amy came out a while ago mm -hmm. and uh, there just was a lot of other documentaries that people were mentioning. 
Yeah. I, I was surprised. It just seems like such a year for the crumbling of Scientology. I thought Going Clear was going to be right. Or I, I kind of everybody loves Michael bit. Moore's documentaries, even though Weird One. Even Max even is though the news even though the way they love them is by hating them. Sometimes. Absolutely, it's, and, it's, and, and still apart, you get attention for it. It's almost like the way that people love to hate Michael Bay films. It's just you right. know, documentary genre. But right. Amy surprised me. Yeah, you know, uh, that thing was okay. And then uh, foreign film, Son of Saul, which is really likely to win everything everybody loves that movie yeah um there are a lot of other very interesting foreign language films though and i encourage people to try to check those out because if you look at the other list of the nominees they're really good movies but this is just the one that it this was was really kind of in the bag i mean it was it was way the front runner uh, then we go uh, going from, I guess, least important to most important or whatever kind yeah. of order you're going to call this uh, best sci-fi horror movie. And I love I love what happened in this because this is actually exactly the way I voted. So, so your winner, you pick because uh, the winner is Ex Machina, because right. I said, listen, when I'm trying to think of figuring out this category, right? I have to pick best sci-fi or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, even if you pick Mad Max as best movie overall, right? Right. I still think Ex Machina is a better sci-fi movie. I still think it's the best sci-fi movie. It's a really weird way to put things. Yeah. And I don't know, I guess I can other see, people agreed with me. Well, I, I have to concede it because I don't believe by definition Fury Road is sci-fi. Well, right. There's, you know, I mean, it's almost like you saying, you know, it's going to be Annie every time. Right. And I'm like, right. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess that's a horror film. But anyway, you know, I just I don't think it fits. Just like The Martian shouldn't be in a comedy. You know, right. I just I think that, um, you know, a lot of people would think Mad Max is science fiction just by by definition of being, you know, like, where would it be in the bookstore or something? Right. right? It's like you have to you have to put it in something right. right anyway um but i i did think that was really cool that that won yeah because once you see mad max like winning everything you're like well people are just gonna vote for that every time <laughs> every they can time. no matter what it is right. right yeah uh so then we go to um our subsection categories we have that yeah. are best comedy and best action and hopefully our theory is to make those a little bit more legitimate ideas, but with all the nominations this year, Good it, it kind of didn't work that well. Yeah. Oddly enough, because of a certain amount of pressure from studios right. that they said, this is where you're, this is supposed to be. Yeah. And we avoid that to a certain extent, at least according to our president, <laughs> our theory is yeah. to avoid that. So we've got uh, best comedy, the big short. Right. which you know already you're it's kind of questionable because uh, you know i it's it's you, funny it's it's got funny it's it, got a lot of funny moments it, in it, it it's, but. it's got funny that happens right mm-hmm. and that's it's one of those things right studio said this is comedy now they don't say it because of us right they say it because of the golden globes right they say it like right. to the golden globes and say this is comedy yeah, because I don't know. They don't want it to be up against dramas, and they, that's they, your choice, right? And it, right? Only and it has to be drama. right. It, it's a great drama too. It's a strong right. movie, but I don't know if they they, they want it to win, right? So, so then, uh, actor in a comedy, Christian Bale for The Big Short, right. which, uh, quite frankly, with the competition he had, 
I'm kind of okay with that because nobody stood out as yeah. being the awesome, hilarious person right. in any comedy anyway, if you were really trying to be a legitimate comedy right. section right. anyway. And uh, Best Actress, Amy Schumer for Trainwreck, where you finally get something that makes sense. It's a comedy. Uh, at, least, right. at least that's a comedy. Yeah. And uh, I th- you know, her only other real competition, Tina Fey and Sisters, yeah. which I think that was a pretty close race. Right. And then you've got uh, Spy uh, with yeah. Melissa McCarthy, which Joy got nominated. Right. 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 Yeah. Joy, and, is, Joy is as much a comedy as Mad Max is a spy or horror film. Like, it's just really, I mean, I don't even know how many laughs there are in that film, but. Joy is as much a comedy as Mad Max is like a Shakespeare play. Right. I mean, it's all like, right. I'm on that. Joy I'm is here. like nothing in comedy. Yeah. There is stuff in Joy that I find funny. Agreed. But it's not it's because not it's a comedy, funny, right? I mean, it's not. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, moving on, the action movie, obviously, is Mad Max. And uh, actor and actress in an action movie. Both go to Mad Max, Tom yep. Hardy, and Charlize Theron. Animated uh, features Inside Out, which no surprise, uh, no real surprise, and no real way that that wasn't going to win. Right. Uh, no matter what else came out. Uh, on the other side of that, the thing that kind of sucks about that, and I love Inside Out. As, yeah, we had a blast as, with it as much as anyone. Uh, I thought that was a great movie, but the disappointing thing, in a way, about that is that uh, Anomalisa. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the name of the movie, but there, there's a studio, uh, there's a Studio Ghibli uh, movie that came out, and it, it it's surprising for a Studio Ghibli movie to come out and no it. one know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, I'm it, blanking it, on the name, but uh, and it's uh, like really flies under the radar. Yeah, and uh, uh, Anomalisa did not get a lot of attention either. No one's seen it. It, it didn't. It didn't like take over theaters ever. Right. But it's a really cool movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that one. Yeah. It, it, it's a really cool movie. So uh, it's great that Inside Out won. But right. Then you go down to uh, a lot of things where you just get to say Mad Max a lot, right? Production design, editing, costume design, hair and makeup, visual effects, all Mad Max. Right. Uh, cinematography was The Revenant. Which I will kind of give the Revenant that too. It was uh, yeah. It was a. I, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna. I, I don't hate. It. Right. I mean, you know? it's th- that's one of the. Th- it's not what I voted for. What did you vote? Uh, do you care saying that stuff? I mean, do you mind? Do you I remember? Don't, it I, was it was hatefully Carol Fury Road Martian or Sicario. You know, I feel like I might have given that to Carol actually. Yeah. Um, I, I don't if any of those had right. Won, I would that's have one of, that's one of those things where they're they're all, they're great. all really good. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. as far as that category is and you know, the, the general thing. public doesn't care anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, that's a nitpicker. You know, I, yeah. I'll tell you this is this is one of the things that I the overall things that I really love about this year's Critics' Choice Awards is that Best Picture, Best Director, and Cinematography were all different things. Yeah. Because they aren't a lot of the time. Right. They're a, a lot of the time, they're all the same thing. Because right. people who vote just go, uh, if this is the best picture, then it must have the best director. Right. And, right. and it must have the best cinematography and usually the best actor. And all that, I I just right. hate it when you know sometimes that's legitimate. 
And and you just right. go, look, man, there this, you go. It, this was everything. That was the one, right. But that's a lot more rare than yeah. how it goes, it goes in the boating right. and stuff. So so I original screenplay, Spotlight, adapted screenplay, went to the big short. I'm okay with both. Those are all 100%. Those are okay. Yep. You uh, get the, you know, big whatever booby press for director because George Miller got director. And, he, and he, the last time we did the show, you were like, no, George Miller. That's right. That's right. Uh, so there you go. Ensemble was obviously spotlight. I even said at one point when I was uh, kind of predicting things that uh, yeah. there isn't – ensemble's not really – a category where you can have like a snub because right. it very rarely would make sense. Right. Unless spotlight didn't get nominated and which case, then that, that would be, would be that right. would be total snub because right. it was just so obviously yeah. a movie that was a perfect fit for the existence of the category at all. Right. 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 Um, then you've got supporting actress, Alicia Vikander for the Danish girl, supporting actress, Stallone, actress, Brie Larson in Room, which, uh, you know, she just has, uh, not that she's not good, I think she is, she's great in that movie, but she has uh, so much uh, of the hype going on yeah. at the time that, you know, she would be really hard to beat yeah. in it for anything. This is one of the places where it, it sometimes can go weird because there's like a space in time right. between the Golden Globes and this. <laughs> And the, Oscars, and the Oscars, because it's like you have time for their backlash already. Yeah. And, and then, like, real quick, something else can win. I, I was surprised Saoirse Ronan did it. Just, I, just I was, too. That's so much behind I, too, her. That's why I voted for this so because much Because she was she's incredible. Yeah. Um, and then actor, uh, Lee got for uh, The Revenant. Could you make that sound any more difficult? Eh? You're like, it, eh, it, you know. it was really hard. And he wasn't even there. During the show, who'd you vote for? But he was live at something else. Uh, you know, I'm Prince, not sure that I Matt remember. Damon, Johnny Depp, Michael Fassbender, and Eddie Redmayne. I feel like I might have voted for Fassbender actually yeah. because I actually I didn't love the movie, but I love him. And he's it. so good. He was he yeah. was really good. Um, and then yeah. best picture was Spotlight. Right. So which uh, I you know that's also not what I voted for, but not yeah. something that I really had right. a huge problem with either right. because it's you know it it left a little something to be desired i think for both of us but still uh Man, it's it, so good. it still was really good it's just you know the the problems that i had with it were really kind of uh difficult decisions to make mm-hmm. right like i i wanted them to just if you're telling the story of these people who are going to take the church really to task for right. everything then yeah. i want the movie to be about those people and yeah. them doing that right and it was it really i thought was kind of like footing around at certain yeah. areas where it was like it didn't want to say anything too yeah. negative even though it's saying the most horribly <laughs> negative things yeah. the whole time because it can't not right and yet it just wouldn't uh, i just wanted it to kind of twist the knife a little I'm bit i'm perfectly you know? i know i'm re- well that's the kind of you know 
that's the kind of critic bastard you are. You want kick them when they're down. You know, I, I'm okay that's with right. that spotlight. Well, because th- if you think about it, though, that's what I would want those real newspaper to people do, to do, right? right? To so be, then the that's throat. what the movie right. should be about. There, right? there were only a small handful of films I thought about frequently last year. And and those are a couple. You know, if Fury Road didn't get it, okay, you know, you're blind. You know, but right. if, if Spotlight got it, right. okay, I thought about that film a lot. You know, but I'll tell you, Mad Max is a movie that is for as great as it is, and for as much as it won everything right. else, practically gonna, right. We can't show the audience this, but I was just going to show you this. There's a there's a uh, a small graph showing like, the number of <laughs> right, films right. that got something. And the film with the most critic choice awards, Mad Max is like four times as long as anything else. Right. It's enormously fun. And next is Spotlight, which got right. a, a screenplay, a best picture, ensemble, an ensemble, right. and I don't know, maybe one other maybe thing one somewhere. More, I think somewhere. But uh, I mean, or it's maybe not. It's, it. it's insane that yeah. it won this man. Nothing wins this many things. It right. Was, and you know, one of the things watching the show that was a little bit disappointing, really, was that. The award show, the, like, yeah, yeah, watching the watching the award show was that you you didn't quite get the feel of how much they took everything over, because oh. so many of these awards were just like the as we're going to commercial break they just go oh, here are other things that won. <laughs> right. It was not the thing where people got to get up and right. be there and you got to have them announce over and over and over again that right. Mad Max won. And yeah, that's a little bit. A little bit disappointing, but you know when you have both, the show is three already, yeah. and when you have both TV and film, and then the other thing that I was really disappointed with was that's how they did animated too, right? And I'm like, ah, animated movie ought to be legitimate enough at this point that you get to go up there, stand alone, and, get up, say and, something, yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So, um, but you know there was. You know, there's like one commercial break where they're like, and so in other awards, editing, costume design, hair and makeup, visual effects, right. yeah. Mad Max, Mad Max, Mad Max, Mad Max. <laughs> right. But you don't get to have yeah. people go up there. So I didn't like that. So that will be an uh, interesting thing to see if this really predicts the Oscars and if the Oscars yeah. really take to it this much as well. And, and it's weird. The critics, yeah, the critic voice is usually the best barometer. And then between, you know, between the Oscars, you've got the SAG, you've got all the, you know, you've got the littler, no offense to them, but you have the smaller ones that come in and they kind of sometimes write if, if something was really weird and wacky. Right. You know, if Joy had won Best Comedy, it's probably not going to take that again somewhere <laughs> else. They're going to they're gonna rectify that. It's just, but it's interesting to see and to kind of just go out and, you know, how like the, in, in the old fashioned films, someone wets their finger and holds it up to see which way the wind is blowing. Like, right. This is a good barometer for what's about to happen right. most of the time. So. And that's going to be a little wild. And But then yeah. again, um, when you get into some of those other categories, not that we need to talk about this forever, but when you get into some of those other categories, um, the Academy will often have a certain way of looking at that category. That is not necessarily the way that uh, that the Critics' Choice does, right. and then the Golden Globes probably doesn't even have that category right. because they don't have a lot of technical stuff. Right, and then you have to look at other things where it's you know the the industry specific awards like right. it's the actors or directors or yeah uh, costume designers sure. I, you know yeah. whatever all the different guilds. Have. But but a lot of these things like uh, hair and makeup. Yeah. You know, that will often go a different way because um, the Academy, historically anyway, 
thinks that what that means is what is the best period piece movie right. that came out this year. Right. So that could spin things out. Easy. Mad Max might not be able to win that because that's right. just not how they vote for that. So, right. uh, and it, you know, it's, and this year is going to really be crazy now Yeah. because now it's all of the, uh, white Academy award kerfuffle that's happening, right. which, yeah. uh, the whitewashing, you know, I have to say, I, I feel like we might as well talk about this for a minute anyway. Um, I have to say, I feel it's really unfair to put this on the Academy Awards, right? Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. Uh, you know, the at some point, what you're saying is they have to vote for something. And and that's wrong as well, right? right? I mean, it's if, it, if the problem is whoever's making the movie. Right. Right. Not the people who are voting on who did the best job of something. And the fact that Will Smith did not get nominated for a concussion is not anything that anyone should be blaming anyone for. Right. I mean, that's just actually, I in my opinion, anyway, a perfectly legitimate move. He he wasn't that good. Yeah. Especially compared to the other people who got nominated. It's not like uh, I mean, you tell me who we're supposed to not nominate in order for him to get nominated. There's only so many people that can get nominated and everyone else that got nominated is better than him. Right. Uh, That's not the Academy voters fault. Yeah. Right. The, in the, and in the way they vote. And, you know, you also have to tell me what movie we should have voted for things for. Uh, Nobody made a movie that was worth nominating. And, and that sucks. Right. And that is, you know, that could legitimately be called a problem, Well, but that you didn't vote for something. So, you know, what's the option that we have? Like we have to vote for uh, like uh, Ice Cube as best actor because that's a movie that exists. Right. I mean, then you, you fall can't... into that. Yeah, you fall into that slippery slope of saying like, OK, so straight out of Compton, for example, that should have been in there, uh, you know, as highly accoladed and respect. OK. And then. But if it was the only film that came out like that and it wasn't that good, now we're just throwing it in because it has people of color in it. Right. And that's not what you want. Right. Now that's just some weird affirmative action of of nominating. Like, that's not it. So, yeah, it's a systemic thing that goes back all the way to, you know, studio executives being stereotypically like these old white guys who just make films that they think they should star in, you know, And, and very often that doesn't have. America Ferrera in it, or, you know, I mean, it just, it doesn't have the diversity in it, but I, you know, I, I, I understand the kerfuffler about the whole thing, but the, also the reaction was kind of interesting, you know, the new guidelines for how things are going to be. That, right. That's actually, though, I don't necessarily wholly agree that it's the fastest way to get the results that they really want. It, it, it's actually not a bad idea. No, that's weird. That's weird too, because it's weird too, because the changes uh, that, they, that they threw out yeah. are perfectly fine changes. Yeah. And they're uh, very, and I, I saw and, one and their changes that are like, have that anyway? exactly. Like you haven't been doing that all well, yeah, that's Are you kidding me? For me, that was the one so, where it was like, if you're not still involved in the industry, too. you can't that's vote it. anymore. Right. And you're I'm in like, the academy how's that still? not a thing? <laughs> I'm like, when did you start <laughs> right. doing that? Like, I thought that was always the issue. Right. Like there's a, so, there's some, there's some guy who's like, you know, 80 years old, but right. hasn't done anything in 40 years. He's he still, gets, still the vote. gets the vote, you know, and I'm like, look, that guy was great, but he's not doing anything. I mean, no pun intended. Now he's really not doing anything. Well, but yeah, that, that example. Thanks, anyway, thanks for throwing that name yeah. out. All right. 
but yeah, I, I, that was kind of a surprise but to I me. Really, I was like, I, who would have thought right, that wasn't a rule? Right, anyway. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I just think I have to throw my two cents out there and, yeah. and, and just say, I, I can't, I can't really understand even having the problem be what gets nominated. You right. know, I mean, if there's uh if you had a different world that we were picking things from, right. And you could uh, try to make a legitimate claim that like uh, three of the people nominated for best actor were horrible. And here's any of these five other people right. of, of, of color. Yeah that sh- should have been nominated over them, I'd say, all right, well, now the problem is definitely right. the voting, right? right? But that's just not the world we're in. Right. And it's not, it, it, when you're voting for what's the best something, y- you have to have the best something. something. And if somebody from. didn't make something, right. you can't vote for it. So right. I just, especially right. this year, you know? Yeah. I think what happened is, is that this was just kind of a really good year, you know? Nobody made Twelve Years a Slave, no or or no, yeah, or Summer. Right no, there was you know. there was no movie this year right. where anyone was really trying to be the kind of movie that yeah. gets nominated for anything, right. and and it worked. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing got nominated go. for anything. Right. But that's you know I don't think you can throw that at the Academy anyway. Right. So moving on from that, we should jump at least into the fifth wave as fast as we can. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and throw out my rating real quick, even though we, we only sporadically do that as much as we say that we're going <laughs> yeah. to do it. I, right. I have to give this uh, a seven and a half. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, for all the reasons that we'll go into later, um, but I actually, the more I thought about this movie, the more, it's funny because the more I thought about it, the more I thought my initial impression was correct. <laughs> so I, I, I had time right. to uh, solidify, solidify myself, my original impression of the movie yeah. <laughs> and, and really try to talk myself out of it for a long time and yeah. not be able to. Right. So I was kind of stuck with it. I almost went to like eight or eight and a half at one point. And I was like, ah, it's actually just not that good, but it's (laughs) it's not that good. Right. Right. But this is a movie. um, Well, you, you throw out yours real quick. I'm, we'll probably actually wind up talking about the exact same things like we did in the parking lot when we walked out of it. Um, I'm at six and a half. I think it's, I think it's better than average by, I mean, by far suggests that it's like an eight, but better than average at, at six and a half, but still, I feel like some of its limitations just ultimately wind up bringing it down, even though its limitations are by design. Like it's, it's actually right. supposed right. to be a film that isn't whole for me anymore. Right. But that doesn't, I don't feel like that can rightfully exclude me from being a little critical of what I see, even if it's not for me, right. you know, it's, it's a weird juggling thing. I wound up having a lot more fun with it than I thought I was. Going oh, to. for sure. Yeah. You know, when I'm, when I'm watching this uh, trailer, I'm thinking, yep. It's that time of year again. These are the films we've got to see. And this will right. be better than Police Academy 20, you know, but only just. And, right. and in the end, actually, no, it was it was much better than I thought it was going to be. And, and I don't even know what I thought it was going to be. But I still feel like to get this out of the way, we at least I feel like I wound up seeing a film that was much better than the 
than the preview gave me. Yeah. Because the preview made it seem real disposable, real cheap knockoff, Hunger Games, divergent kind of thing. And and that's not necessarily untrue. Yeah, it, it did. But it did, did really. You, I mean, the, what did the trailer, I think, the trailer makes it look like. It doesn't do um, it anything. Because it, you know, if you know this is from an, a novel. Know, a, a young adult, a, a young adult novel. Kind of thing. The movie makes it seem like. Uh, now that the Hunger Games is really popular, I mean the the young right. adult section of the bookstore has been growing for years and years and years. It's been taking over a lot of other it's, aisles. It's yeah. not just because the Hunger Games or whatever. It's because right. a lot of things, yeah. um, and even things that have never been movies or anything, but the right. books are crazy popular and stuff. Yeah. But it it makes it seem like now that the Hunger Games is popular, everybody and their brothers writing a young adult novel and they all get movie deals just yeah. like rubber stamped automatically because right. someone's going to try to cash in on that. Yeah. And, and that's not what this is. No, but it really, I thought it the trailer like really it. makes it seem like that. Didn't you it? Know? Yeah. It, it, it looked like it just came out of that factory that was like, what's the next poor man's young adult apocalypse, you know, right, apocalyptic right. kind of like female savior. You know, like it had all these things, right. Even going so far in the, in the trailer that I saw, by showing, uh, you know, the the teen heartthrob that's helping Chloe Grace, you know, right, he's right. like doing supernatural the, things. And I'm there like, are parts give the whole thing away. It, there know? are parts of the trailer where if you cut the trailer bits yeah. out in a certain way, it yeah. would be like, you know, the next Notebook or right. some kind right. of Nicholas Sparks sure. movie or sure. something, because it shows that. Yeah them you know he's chopping the wood or you know yeah, whatever right. it's sure. like so the whole side thing yeah and you know but I, I wound up i wound up watching this thing and even though i was very aware of itself and myself watching it and feeling a little bit of distance there because i realized not because i'm you know the highest mensa member you know in the country but this this just isn't going to attain a certain intelligence beyond what it's going to do no because you and know okay you know that. everything that's going to happen right Right. But there's uh, OK. So before we get into right. that, okay. though, I just yeah. wanted to say this is on. Uh, I, I really wanted to point this out, even though we don't do it that often anymore. But for me, it's uh, was kind of interesting. The Metacritic on this is 34. Oh, yeah. I gotta, I the the, rot, the Rotten Tomatoes. The Rotten Tomatoes is 17 percent fresh, but 49 percent fresh for audience voting for you oh, know, yeah. user voting. Yeah. Out of like I think like twenty two thousand votes, hmm. so it's like right in the middle yep. of uh, the people who voted for it, and and I just have to say I, I think both of those are wildly unfair to this movie. Yeah. I want to and uh, wave thirty four man, and, and I you know I have to say a lot of the, what I was thinking about for a long time since I had a, a long time to think about it I was like you know are are you going to actually commit to your theory of rating movies. Yeah, or, we talked about this. Or are you not? Right. And and I have to. And right. and I'm thinking this movie uh, actually did, I thought, an uh, incredible job yeah. of trying to be the movie of this book. Yeah. Not, I haven't read the book, but yeah, obvious, either, yeah. obviously it's really in line with the, with the book. And I think the trick is that this is just – a you know, one step more on the young side of young adult than right. like that the hunger man. games is, right. which was more adult than young this adult. is. Yeah. This is yeah. a book that is for a little bit younger than your average young adult right. book. And this is the movie of that. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, this movie is suffering 
in the way people are looking at it and the critical take on it. Yeah. Uh, just for when it came out, that it came out right now. Right. If this movie came out in the 80s, oh man, this would everyone would be all over right, it. Right, because this would have been the big And, and, and I'm like, I'm trying to think back to a lot of movies that were pretty popular, and I'm like, you know, it, uh, and think, it, if I rated War Games right now, yeah. if that came out right now, I could... I could easily see looking at it through the same lens that people are looking at this through right. and be going, this is the dumbest movie ever. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, you know exactly what's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. stupid, cheesy dialogue. It's, yeah. it, it, you know, I mean, go watch war games right now. Right. It, it holds up for me. Yeah. But I don't know that that's a movie that holds up. You might show it for to your, people who haven't seen it right now. If you showed it you know, to your fourteen-year-old, right. maybe that would you know. because that's just it's that's a movie that is for people who are like slightly younger yeah. than the stars, right? Right. right. I mean, it's it, you're not suppo- yeah. if if you figure it out, you haven't done anything magical, right? <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like it, it's like Scooby Doo and you know, did it. Right. Everything that happens in this movie, you're going to see coming from a mile away if you're over, you know. 13 or 14 yeah. or whatever it is. It's right? interesting to see the user reviews like on Metacritic are the exact opposite. Like the vast majority of them had a good time with it. Right. You know, there's a couple middling ones and a few negative ones, but you know, like you, when, when I walked out, I mean, I kept saying to you over and over again, that felt like this generation's escape from which mountain, like right, when, right, when right, I gave exactly. over to it and I kind of had fun with it. First of all, I didn't care that I was just in a teen movie, like it, it, in it or a teen, you know, apocalyptic film. Because it had like familiar elements to it, but I just I I started to watch it with no expectation, no pretense, no pretentiousness, and it's just kind of fun the way right. it goes through these motions, and it made me it made me a little curious about the books as to whether or not they're as entertaining or if this was just like the cliff note versions of things. But I've seen young adult films, or I've seen attempts to cash in on young adult films with you over the last couple of years, following the glut of you know, the biggest of them, which is the Harry Potter stuff going away, but then so is the Hunger Games and things like the Mortal Instruments and the Divergent series and all these other things. Even the ones that we didn't like or the ones that I really didn't like, like the Mortal Instruments stuff, it it still had flashes of stuff that was there that was that was okay that, that I could appreciate. This one, however, I thought, man, there's an awful lot of fun stuff that's there. It's just young it's just a, it's yeah just it's a primer for things that i'm beyond but that doesn't it's mean that put I get together to take it's, it. it's put together in a way that's for younger people right and it's sort of like you have and to that's okay and, you, and, you have to i think approach the movie in like a legitimate fair way like right. if you know the secret of nim comes out right now right. you can't go man this is all stupid i mean <laughs> right it's for right. little kids right and this is just for an age group that you don't actually get a lot of movies for it, right, They're because it's right, it's right, kind of in the middle, right? Yeah, exactly. And and you you've got a fair to it. And the thing that I think is weird is that there are movies that I thought they're they're obvious everywhere now, right? right. I mean, young adult oh, books man. turned you into movies turn everywhere. You got not just the Mortal Instruments and the Divergent series, but like on and on and on. Sure. I mean, in the last you know four or five years, especially after the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. came out if they can't knock them out enough right and there are a lot of them that i thought were a lot worse than this Me too. that have a lot better ratings on and, like on tomatoes and, and medicine right and one of the other things that i remember thinking when we were watching this i actually 
actually kind of felt too bad on. I think that, you know, by the time in the fifth wave, you figure out in the course of the film, if you don't know the story, it actually explains it to you. I actually liked all the waves. You know, the, it's an invasion of Poptic story. Right. So um, by the time it got to the fifth wave, I thought, hey, and I actually remember thinking like, this is smart now. Like not because, and it sounds so pandering and, and like put down to the film, but it really is Scooby-Doo-ish if you're an adult and you've seen hundreds of films, right, thousands right. of films. But at that point, you know, I start realizing they're going to do some weird trickery thing. And then when it finally gets resolved, I'm like, all right, this, right, is kind of, right. this is kind of pushing the envelope a little bit in a way that when I'm watching something like The Gear, which at a certain is absolutely very cruel to developing something within someone as they're reading it, not watching the movie. Right. But the movie didn't grasp it at all. The movie no. just failed. To, it was almost backhand when saying, you're dumb because you should know already. Right. And this, one of the other things that I guess I had uh, a little bit of a negative take on, I don't really feel it's fair to do it. It was almost like I wished that this thing had the budget of a, diver- a divergent right, or of right. the mortal instruments. Because at best, this felt like because a real low budget version of have something. Great, great budget. But it made the most of everything yeah. it had. And, and I don't even mean like, you know, as a conciliary. I, I guess in a way I do. It, but also surprised me how much it did just based on character and story and, and believability, which is where I come to. Rating a film, but then I had to. I told you this. I had to see it your way too, because I'm like, this film is really only trying to be the best film version of this book that it can be, and I'll be damned if it didn't really knock out of the park. Right. Like it was real great, but if it had more budget, it wouldn't have felt like something that was better than ABC Family, but shouldn't have been a major a major right, picture. Right. It's right in that weird limbo stage where. And if this, if this had been, more if this had been like a made-for-TV movie and yeah. it was on the Sci-Fi Network or right. ABC Night, Family, yeah, right. which like is that. now Freeform, I won't call it. <laughs> I don't. But so, if, anyway. but if it had been a movie made for that and and aired on television, everyone would have loved it. They would have been buzzing about the whole thing. Every, yeah. It would have got yeah. like eight, nine, sure, like a cost board. Everyone would have said, "Man, this is fantastic." Yep. And that's just that's gone wrong. I mean, right. that's just not that, and again, a legitimate way to look at movies. Right. And I absolutely guarantee right. you, if this would have been uh, an ABC Family made yeah. movie yeah. and everything else about it was the same, everyone yeah. would have said, this is like the greatest this thing great, ever. Right. It would have been awesome. It's so weird, too, yeah. because a lot I've read some of the reviews that by now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of the negative reviews, I think, are just wholly unfair right. because they're talking about how – it, it's very simple, right? Mm-hmm. And you see everything coming and you know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. But, you know, you're 30 or, you know, however old you or are, older, right? You know, Whatever. Right. Yeah. And of course you coming. That doesn't mean anything. But right. there is a really big difference uh, between a movie that is supposed to be something that a teen-year-old can figure out. Right. And a movie that's calling you stupid. Right. And it's like people are reviewing this movie as though those are the same thing. Right. Right. Like and if that's it's a mistake. If that's it's mistake. not crazy and tricky enough and yeah. you you know, no one could ever figure it out or see what's coming next. Right. Like that means that it's calling you stupid. Right. And that's not true because I mean, you know, I I have kids that could watch this and I would go you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There are a lot of movies that I'm like, I'll, I will be sad if they like that. Right. Because yeah. it totally, 
saying that they're stupid, yeah. right? And and this there was nothing that happened in this movie yeah. that uh, I thought was designed because we think we have to do it this way because you're too stupid to figure it out otherwise. Yeah. There was nothing in this movie that I felt yeah. was like that. And there's a lot of young adult movies who are for people older than this movie is yep. for that do I, do I had, those things. Right? I had a friend ask me if they're nine-year-old to it. And, and I said, absolutely. Because, and, and they're of a similar age uh, with us. And I said, remember Explorers? Remember Flight of the Navigator? Remember these films? It's like that. Right. And, and it's fun. But all it's not, it's all, of, those, all like, of those movies, by the way, especially including like Escape to Witch Mountain that you mentioned right. earlier, all of those movies would get trashed if they if they were being reviewed yeah if they came out now and they were being reviewed by the same by the same way you're reviewing this movie that those would all get equally trashed and it's like and and i've seen a few like you i i looked at a few reviews and they were like this is dystopian light you know this is not your this is not your sister's hunger game and i'm like good good because i want to see something a little bit more original and it's and even though even though uh, it, this is so us, one of these times, you know, someone will email in again and just be like, how can you guys talk so positively about something you give and then around rated, five or right. six or, you know, and you're at seven and a half, which is probably much more how I felt thinking about it in hindsight. But as far as what I really believed when I walked out, I was still just kind of like, man, it's really good. It just missed a couple little things here and there. Yeah. But Good, because like you just said, there isn't much that comes up the market for this type of age genre and, and really delivers both. You know, there are some things that are for that age market and it just falters. Right. This actually I think strongly comes in and nails it. I just think sometimes like I also think of gymnastics and swimming where, you know, your your final grade is assessed on the difficulty of what you're about to do. Right. I don't think this was terribly difficult, so I don't think it was terribly hard to mess up. But when they could have messed it up, they didn't. Right. And that is admirable, especially when it's very easy to put a lot of the onus of things on the new Katniss, which would be Chloe's character, uh, I don't know, Cassie, right. Right? when she's doing things. But you get you get all this sense that she's determined to to find her brother again. But she's not really the most badass character in this. There's another female that is. Right, right. She's already on the team and she's great. Right. Because she's at odds with everybody. But watching them juggle all of these different, like, complicated but can't make them too complicated balls and making it look kind of seamless, that was that was more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And uh, strangely, as a six and a half, I would I would actually suggest people go see it right. quick. Like, like, yeah, that was really fun. Go yeah. do it. And, uh, and you know, uh, Le- Le- Lee Schreiber is, is in it. He's really good. Man, and I'm really he fun. Is, I'm having a lot of fun watching him and stuff. He's He is good, but he... Is only I thought he's only good the longer he's in it. Yeah, like, like at first, at first, at yeah, first, you're right. Especially because you can see everything coming. Yeah. At first, I feel like he's really playing it wrong. And, right. And you get that sense. And and I, and, I, and I didn't I didn't love that about yeah. it. But then the farther you go into it, I did. You know, he gets more in tune with where I feel like he should be. Right. Because, like I said, at first I just feel like he's playing it wrong, and he's probably yeah. being told to, you know, right. or yeah, whatever. What but want. yeah, but it, it didn't it, it didn't feel as good. And then you know there are so like you said we talk all about the positives. There yeah. are there are negatives. Yeah, and uh, I did have to kind of reconcile myself with the fact that as much as I liked it in a lot of ways, 
there were things I didn't like about it. And, and one of the things for me, which will, you know, may or may not be a problem for anyone is that uh, by the time you're done, the whole thing doesn't actually make any sense. Right. If you think Don't about think it, about right. It. Right. And, and, but I, I can't give you like stars for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, right. it's probably not anything that's going to uh, bug too many people. It's probably not something that's going to bug the 13 year olds. This movie is meant for. Yeah. But by the time you get to the end, the fifth wave itself actually doesn't make any sense. Right. You get right. to the point where there are these aliens who can do all these things. And yet right. really we're like stuck we're with this, this problem. Yeah. Like we can't, yeah. we, we can't just we do something care. else here. Right. No, it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> Yeah. but it makes for an interesting story. So that's the way it works. And you try to not pay too much attention to the man behind the curtain or whatever. Right. And then fine. But it, it did ultimately kind of yeah. bug me and I'm, and, and that's not really the movie's fault exactly no. because that's where so the much. book right you know goes right. but also you know something else that this is not something that would uh, necessarily uh you know add in any way to the rating of the movie but by the time the movie was over i wanted to get the book for my kids yeah i was like i i would be really happy yeah. for them to read that right. and right. and it and it's got interesting things going on well, like, in it too you, you can know see it's the got like uh it's got like interesting which is one of the pretty good things about the hunger games although i feel like this is even better than the hunger games in that respect that you know it's got like themes right. it's got like right you know shit that we're dealing with that's regular people stuff right. just translated into this crazy situation yeah. And, you know, the, the girl has to step up and right. she doesn't really want to. Yeah. And she's got lots of like serious struggles with that, yeah. which is, you know, Hunger Games like, right. except that I don't feel like Katniss really does it in the books in the same sense that is as easily translatable to stuff that happens to you in real life. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm well, sure there's an argument against Sure. that but yeah but you get to see it in the movie and what you get to see in the movie is something that's clearly like oh well i want to see how that plays out right. in the book right and that was cool and we're watching know? we're watching scenes and you can tell uh you know if certainly you're our age or would be experienced to seeing these stories you're like that was longer in the book right and right. that was that's, probably that's really a whole cool. better or, thing yeah. and, thing, and things that are rushed Things right. that are very much expedited to get to the next thing, and and you can you can look at stuff and like, say there's several pages of them talking yeah, right, to uh, each other through the scene where the here it's like right. we're zipping through it, yeah. sure. Um, uh, but surprisingly, again, you know, for me, just going by the trailer, way better than the trailer, way more thoughtful, yeah. and, and and it's weird to consider that too, but it's, it's a much more thoughtful movie than the trailer suggests it is. The trailer just looks like it's the next, you know. Happy Meal toy box, it does, you know, and, look, it, and I'm like, there's a lot it, more substance to it than that. Not a lot, way more than, and I and I guess maybe they're, if they they're had trying made to figure trailer, out who to sell it. Yeah, to if and, they had made that trailer you know. a little older, maybe that would have gotten no backlash, uh, more backlash because everyone would have been like, you said this was the Hunger Games, right? Right. So like, f you, you know. So they're in a hard spot, but but, no, don't but let this, the is, this is a movie. Out. I think no. If you've got you know, if you've got anyone if you've got anyone yeah. of the right age right to see this movie. You know, pay no attention to thirty-four on. I always, because, I always uh, crack up. This, this is a, this is a really good it choice good. of things that are out there for. Right. If you've got something yeah. that you need to show to the right age group, this is a really strong pick. You know? I, 
I think people think of me anyway. But I and, and thankfully the people in our city yes, you recognize us to some extent when we do these things. But when you and I walk into a film like The Fifth Wave together on a Friday night, I hope people know we're reviewing things instead of like, man, I can't <laughs> right, wait. remember right. when they did this and we're talking about the book like we're some giddy old man book yeah. club. You know, it's just those kind of things. Those things, you know, they crack me up. Like how we were going to go see, we were going to have to probably go see Fifty Shades of Grey on Valentine's Day right, weekend. And I'm right. like, man, let something else just open yeah. and save us that. Because I don't want to sit there and do that. But but anyway, yeah, like you said, this is this is absolutely much better than the reviews are, are, are pointing it out to be for all the right reasons. You know, all the reasons that they're saying it isn't good. I disagree with a lot of it. Right. Um I think it's worth I think it's worth going to check out. It's just right. It, right. Film. I mean, if you're 40 and you watch this movie and you think, man, I knew everything that was going to happen, you know, like hooray for you. Great, great. I know Tuesday that's, comes after Monday. That's you know? not yeah. that's not a criticism. I don't think of this movie. Uh, anyway, um, I think we anyway, will uh, try to use a little bit more time and try to as quickly as possible get to. Carol and maybe the big short, if we can do like a really short version of both of those. Oh man, I don't know if we can do a short version of the big short. Oh, all right. Maybe, well, we, we, can, we can at least do Carol. We can do anyway. Carol. That's um, pretty simple. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll run really quickly through Carol and we'll see what happens. Um, Cause I don't necessarily want to use the whole extra uh, half hour that we allot ourselves, but right. I mean, we can do uh, a few because everyone's at work already and they're done listening to the podcast. So right. Uh, right. We won't waste all their time. Uh, Carol, okay, so I'm going to uh, make you go first. You're going to make me go first on Carol. Carol's pretty easy. Um, I gave Carol a seven. I, I thought it was, as a film goes, it's one of these experiences that I felt got better exponentially the longer it ran. And yeah. it, it didn't start very well for me. And and it was kind of hard to to get through it. And then it then it just started clicking and then things were much more enjoyable, but uh, I'm not, I mean, it's, it's also a film where I understand the performances are really good, really strong, really fun, even though it's not necessarily like a fun film. Um, but I don't know that that necessarily made for like a nine on a movie scale. Right. For me. So that's where I'm at. Okay. I gave it uh eight and a half. Yeah. I think we're about a point and a half away from everything. And in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know. I gave this movie – this movie was a really weird experience watching it for me just because we do the show. Yeah. Because I was watching the movie. The whole time I was watching the movie, all I could think about was Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I kept watching the movie, and I kept going, oh, my God. This is, like, exactly Friday Night Lights. Because, uh, obviously, the the book, uh, The Price of Salt – Right. Uh, like AKA Carol or whatever. I mean, right. the book is called the price of salt, but now it, they keep calling it you know, all, adding all Carol. Things, I know. don't think, I guess I could be wrong about this, but I don't think that when this book came out, there was any mention of Carol as part of the title. It, oh, I don't it, think so. It's either. just the price of salt. Right. Um, but you know, I read this book uh, a hundred oh, million years yeah, ago. I mean, <laughs> I read this book like a jillion years ago yeah. um, in school Right. And, you know, I loved this book. Yeah. Uh, from the first time I wrote it, uh, first time I read it, just because it was it, it was bizarrely straightforward and honest. That's true. For a book like this at the time. Right. It, it was it's a book written as though it's not about anything weird. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and yeah. at a time when it, it was totally weird. Right. Um, it, but it was, it was a book that was written so much like it was just, you know, about anything, about yeah. any perfectly normal people in America yeah. who had problems right. or whatever. But it was, and, and it was uh, weirdly, uh, I guess, kind of awesome to me to see uh, a book like that because it just was so weirdly strange. You know, it's like this could just be like The Great Gatsby. Right. Which is just, you know, to a totally normal written book in, in its own way yeah. uh, uh, about a really weird guy. Right. And right. but it's not written like it's about some really weird guy. It's just written about this is normal stuff that happens. And here's the weird guy it happens to. Right. And this is written like that. So anyway, right. I, I love the book forever. Um, but when, when I'm watching the movie, I just kept thinking this is just like Friday Night Lights. Everyone's going to go see this and go, well, yeah. Duh. So, right. I mean, yeah. I, we've heard that story a million times by now. Right. right? I mean, this is. Uh, you know, if this movie came out right after the book, right, it would have you know sent shockwaves through <laughs> through yeah. the world, right? But yeah. now everyone's like, "Well, and I right. mean, it's right. like it's so it's just like Friday Night Lights. It's like yeah. we've seen it a uh, hundred times in yeah. different movies, and more or less the same thing. Right? There's uh, when the movie starts out, it almost I could feel that it was almost like difficult to say the things that are in this book in the right. way that they're in this book yeah. because it's like you're being weirdly cliche. Right. At, and now, you're like, right. But no, -uh. right. And you're right. Like, and it runs the, and it runs. There's the, uh there, there's all these parts at the beginning where, um, you know, like the husband is mad at her. Right. And you're like, this is like a boring scene because right. I've seen this scene, you know, 10,000 times. Right. And, and it, it became very difficult to try and separate from how you're watching the movie yeah. and you have to kind of go, but wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's I don't, not fair. And right? who knows why developmentally this thing didn't come out ages ago. Right. You know, I mean, it's not like they had to wait for some CGI effect because Ewoks look better. I mean, there was, there was nothing there. Right. And, right. This and it's like not that. like they had to wait this long. Right. For it to be Certainly. okay to put to, this to movie put out. Right. I mean, they might have. At first, people were like, I'm not touching that. Right. But that was a long time ago. Right. Uh, and we didn't have to get all the way to here before anyone would even make before, it. So. Even before art house films about homosexuality or lesbian love stories. I mean, mid-90s, before you started popping. They popped before you got a like bit. a lot of them. Right, before you yeah. got like a ton. You know, yeah, this is certainly one of those things where I, I had a lot of the same feeling where – and it's easy to just use Friday Night Lights because by the time that thing came out, it had just been Cause, so Because that's what you always mention. I yeah, always because it's, it's the it, one it I always got remember. Upstaged. Even just watching a film like Varsity Blues, you know, and I'm watching like you know just this really disposable high school film do Friday Night Lights better than Friday Night Lights wound up doing it right. because it came first and it got to hit all the beats that it really owed 100% to something else. Uh, yeah, there were, there's, I mean, you could, I, I started to watch the film in a way and just realized like, of course it's about an age when that stuff was more normal. So it's, it's not just played out. It's almost supposed to be like homage, but damn, this is probably one of the ones that made that cliche in the first place. Oh yeah. So yeah. Pay it, pay it forward in a way. Right. And, and again, I'll be damned. We talked about this a little bit. Um, so much acting just ocularly, like, like 
they they go back and forth with these looks and these glances. And right. Of course, their love is supposed to be forbidden anyway, uh, not just because of the time, but because she's married and conventional right. wisdom says all these. Things. Well, and because it's it's but, actually illegal, right? And, I mean, and they just yeah, I know on top of all those things, you get to the bottom line where it's you not. Can't. It's you're not, not supposed to do it. It's not just frowned upon, right? Yeah, right. this is this is prisonish, you know. But there's so much stuff that that uh, Mara and Blanchette do that is just like these glances and these sidelong looks and these pained, like, you know, like, right. I, I want to go with you, take me out of this room with you, right. you know, like later, you know, and, and the fun of it is, I mean, I, I know how much you love movies that start at the end, you know, and this is one of those that yeah. you know, starts at the They're end. They're my favorite. But I actually kind of like this one that yeah. comes around yeah. kind of full circle to show us something because it doesn't just really end at the beginning it uh, without spoiling something it facilitates an ending that is both believable you know i guess if you're invested in these characters at this moment you want to see one way or the other but goes a step beyond what could have been very easy to just cut at the same part we come in on right and and i appreciated that uh, but I, I a lot of it was just kind of like the weird slowness and the weird cliche feeling of things before i had to remember like Friday Night Lights, this is right. this was the lights, you know. This was the one that set the standard, and, and everybody else just and it apart. does it. It's kind, of, it's almost like a pain in a way because uh, because I do like the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I haven't read it forever, but I do like the book. And you're making the movie, so you have to go. It, I mean, first of all, it's like a complete classic, you know book that you can't just say inspired by this book and make right. a completely different movie right, right. you have you to go by the book. you have to like stick to the book yeah but it ends up that uh when you're doing that making it a movie it's really slow at first yeah. it is like very really slow and it's not it's not a horrible slow where you're just sitting there going oh my god would something happen right no but it is pretty slow and if you're not going into the movie already invested yeah and already going i want to see right you know this movie but you're just going uh i don't know what's this we'll check that out right it could be hard to get through yeah the first part of it it's really slow whereas in the book it you know I don't know. I guess books are always slow <laughs> in their own way, right? Way, but yeah. in the book, it doesn't feel slow. Yeah. Or at least I don't remember it feeling slow. In the book, it's like it, it's slow, but it's still stuff is happening because in books, stuff happening is a different thing right. than in movies. Right. When, yeah. when sure, stuff, something's happening, but still nothing's happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the book <laughs> or the movie takes a while to get to somewhere where we're kind of moving along and you know that's going to be hard for your that's average your, your average yeah. moviegoer and there are parts of this movie that i did not love and one of them oddly enough is uh the husband was yeah. trying to be in a time right, right? he's trying to be a guy in yeah. a certain time yeah. right um, and, and I just thought it was uh, all the more insanely Friday Night Lights-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so that, that didn't help anything. Right. But um, but I feel like he still went a little far on the stereotype side of things for yeah. me, where he was he was not necessarily being the guy in the book, right? Or who was a, a very real guy, even though he obviously had 
you know, many of the stereotypical markers of the age right. and the way he thought and stuff, you know, those things are not stereotypes because no one thought that way. Right. They're stereotypes right. because that's actually how that's people helpful. thought, right? And yet he was a lot more real. And in the movie, I don't feel like they gave him a lot of opportunity to be a little more real, right. uh, be a little bit more of a real guy, be a little bit more of a guy that she would have ever married in the first place. Right. right? And uh, so I didn't like that. And, and you know, there are a and, few, a few other like things that I, I didn't necessarily love about how things played out when we're trying to turn it into a movie. Like, it, right. like I said, the beginning of the movie, you're sticking to the book and then it's kind of slow maybe you have to change things a little, a little bit in order to make it a movie yeah. that, that works as well as it ought to. Right. Right. Because and as well as, uh, as somewhere there's a 10 star version of this movie. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't love that, but uh, I could only, no matter what I tried to do, I could only take this movie down so much. Yeah. And for me, it was because of Bruni Mara. Uh, yeah, I liked Kate Blanchett yeah. a lot. I really did. She was really good in this, and she's not necessarily my favorite person yeah. ever. Uh, right. I don't love everything she's in, right? But she's really good, and yeah. when she's really good, she's really, really good. Yeah, and she was good in this, but there were so many things in this that I loved about Rooney Mara. She was, I thought, so awesome in a lot of ways like you were saying when she's just looking or she's just so subtle you know it's like uh it's like star wars when there's that one scene with adam driver and oh, right and yeah. he is he is surprisingly incredible yeah at his ability to say like uh 20 lines of dialogue <laughs> but without saying anything right. I'm just looking at you and yeah. she does that over and over in this movie yeah throughout and really complicated stuff yeah. where you can see in her mind all the things that she's, you know, being forced to think when she's in awkward situations, when right. she's in situations where she's hoping something will happen, but has no idea what to do. Right. And, yeah. and has no ability to drive that forward except to sit there and hope and at wait, it. Right, and wait someone to remove her and, or bring her she, into another scene. And yeah. she does all of that so yeah. well that, you know, uh, as good as Kate Blanchett was in this, and it's great that it's both of them, too, because right. that could go wrong if you if replace wrong, either one of them. Right. The wrong combination is absolutely detrimental. Right, and, and uh, you know, Kate Blanchett was great, but I, for me watching the movie, it was a lot more about her ability because Kate, Blan me, Kate yeah. Blanchett could be as good as she wants to be. If you have the wrong person that she's doing it opposite of, you're not going to get any of yeah. the feeling and emotion right. out of it. So, well, and for me, in, in, in many of those same ways, Rooney Mara is the, you know, she's the touchstone for me or the, and definitely the emotional anchor because I've never been uh, Kate Blanchett's character and I probably am not going to be but I can absolutely sympathize 100% with those awkward moments. Right, and like everyone can. Everybody right? she, can because she, you don't have to right. be in love with another woman or another man. You just have to have been in love right. and to have those weird, awkward moments where you're, where she's either playing the piano or she's selling something or she's just standing on the side of the road and she has that beautiful, you know, Catherine Hepburn kind of ish of, uh, not Catherine Hepburn, uh, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's kind of ish uh, like ingenue, like look to her, 
uh, ingenue look to her, but then underneath it, I can hear just her screaming, like, right. what do I do? I want that so bad. And, and later when she, the, the movie really takes off in a lot of ways when their relationship opens up as it should. But when she opens up, it right. becomes more vulnerable and, and by doing so makes Kate Blanchett more vulnerable, but they don't care. It's not a film and Louise kind of like, let's drive this car off the, you know, we're not going to do that. But man, they're locked into something and they don't, and neither of them know how to get out of it, even though one is probably more responsible and mature enough to do it. And the other right. is just so emotionally raw, like an exposed nerve and just wants to like have that love. It's with her. I identify with that look and just, you know, the weird shiver that, you know, you can get when you look at her like, catching a little glimpse out of the corner of her eye because her husband's home and they're arguing. She's like, I don't know if I should stay or go right, right. or what? play more. Uh, or yeah. he, when, he, you know, when he bustles in and goes, who are you again? And she's just like, I just, I work at, uh, yeah. You know, like, kind of yeah. Thing. She's like, you know, uh, and it's, it's and, and not so only, not only that, do. but it's not even necessarily always the love or being in love. It's the, just not knowing who you are. Who you are. Right. right. It's that moment. And it's funny that, you know, as a metaphor too, she's a photographer and that, that actually takes her in a way, you know, I don't want to ruin the whole thing for someone who wants to actually enjoy the film, but it works on all kinds of levels and it works through subtlety and just like life experience. Like I found myself identifying with it and her through things that I'd had when I had crushes on people, when I was younger and right. less experienced or less knowledgeable. However, I actually felt like some of those rough spots, like you were describing, um, happened intermittently. It was weird. Like I was really, I was really bored in the beginning because it took so much to get going. And then by the time I had invested in just figuring out what was going to happen, then I got, I got like 20 minutes of really fun, interesting, believable storyline. And then it just would like hit the brakes in a weird way for me and just kind of get real boring. Again. It, well, and it got, and I, then it did it, that. It got, I think, um, like I said, there were certain points where it got to where it was overly beholden to the book. Right. And it would just go, well, I, I don't remember this, that at all. This doesn't, like, that's weird. This doesn't feel like a great thing I should be doing to make the best movie. Right. But this is what's in the book. So we've got to do it. So, right? so yeah. I'm going to put it in there. And, and, and like the beginning is like that too. And there are a lot of parts in this where it doesn't make any effort to distance itself from all the other movies and yeah. TV shows and whatever that you've seen. Like that. That obviously you know, came from this because yeah. it's like the sixties or right. Yeah. This is the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. When this right. book came out, yep, it was forever. Right. Yeah. And it could have still, you know, it's like, it just said, well, but we really are first, so we can just do it this right. way. We'll do right? It anyway, right. And you're like, eh, you know, That's make, make some effort yeah. to break away from uh, just being what we've seen before. Yeah. It's exactly refilming something. Yeah. And you got to do something. I, I like Rooney Mara uh, the, throughout almost the entire film. Kate Blanchett seemed, as a character, like the story, she only became more interesting to me the later the film got. Like right. by the end, when she has more to lose and she's at her wit's end, she's the most strong that she's been, even though earlier right. one you know, could argue she has all of her stuff together. When you were talking about her husband, I felt like the, the scene that actually made him most human is the one he didn't have hardly any dialogue in it's the it's the hearing the and then you know i see like all the humanity and it's great because that effective in suggesting and showing just with his momentary emotional outburst that these people had a life together right 
And and it may have been good, or it may not have been, but they had it. And there's a touch of it right there too, where he still feels for her, and she's like, "Look, we're not we're not those people." Like I'm right. like, I'll watch that scene over and over again. Right. That kicks ass. Right. That's amazingly fun. But and you know, there's something to Kate Blanchett's uh, character too at the beginning, where, uh, you know, she, it feels for a long time during the slow part where you know she's just not. Uh, really worried about investing in it. Yeah. In the whole thing. She plays it thing. too reserved in a way for me too. I, I, I don't know. Right. And, and uh, you know, I don't know. You got to do something with that. And I, I feel yeah. like uh, even if that's exactly the way it is in the book, there are several parts in this where, you know, you, you want to stick to this book. Yeah. But just at some point, just filming everything that happens you know, right. page for page it. and right. word for word is Isn't not turning it into a movie. I don't know about you too. Just as a quick aside, uh, you know, not not a big digression, but I watched, I watched Carol right after I watched Truth, which is another Kate Blanchett. Right, right, and right. Man, that was a weird feeling. Like, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. She's great in both of those films. One much more than the other for me. But, and I, I, I off the top of my head, I, it just it reminds me of like when you brush your teeth and you eat an orange or have orange juice. Right. You're like, I actually right. like both of these very independently of one another, but put together, that's a right. weird feeling. Yeah. Like, and I just, I watched it for a few seconds and I'm like, God, what, how is this the same person? This is so weird to me. I can't, it was, it was a fun thing to process because she's really great in both of them in very different ways, but I just, but still, it's so very weird, weird to weird. be that. Man, uh, I just, I so, when yeah. when I see, especially now that all the award things are coming up, and I see Carol getting, you know, nominated for things across the board, Blanchett takes a bit of the spotlight from it, and I wish Rooney Mara took more. Yeah. Because I think that she's the reason that when it worked and when I enjoyed it, it was pretty much, and it's not because it isn't Kate Blanchett, it is, but I feel like she's the star and Kate's the supporting actress in this one at least in the way that it worked out for me. Right. Because like what you just said, when there's something to be done and she's not doing it, it's beholden to her to do something in those scenes. There's never a scene where Rooney Mara's character isn't doing something, even if it's that side lorn, you know, wanting look like right. that's enough. You're, you're owning that scene. You're not just there. Right. So, all right. Well, uh, we better uh, get out of here. I think that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's probably enough for one day. Okay. So like we said, February 21st, is when we'll be back, back yeah. and we will have uh, our best of the year list uh, and then following that up with worst and our awards. And I got to think we're going to have at least Deadpool on yeah. that first week. And then who knows what else comes out, There'll but be we'll, we'll be kind of behind and then we'll probably do a little bit of quick catching up. Yeah. There's uh, stuff still we, we can hit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if we were really dedicated, we'd do a show internationally. You'd, you'd be in a hotel somewhere and we'd yeah, but we're not, we're not. So don't count on that's, it. Uh, <laughs> you know, not. next week will never work because yeah. I will be entirely at the wrong place to even do that. But right. anyway, uh, so please come back on the 21st. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Please, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, yeah. and otherwise trick people into listening to us. Thanks. Bye.
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. 